Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Full Account Chaos. Appreciate you tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter at Full Count Chaos. Send me an email, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, or head to the website, find more ways to subscribe, prior episodes and all the good shit fullcountchaos.com hope you cleaned your shit up today because we have a guest stopping by zach goodman pressboxonline.com he's a co-host of the bat around saturdays 10 a.m to noon east coast time he also co-hosts the podcast nate hit the foul pole probably my favorite title for a podcast we basically chat about some picks from the mlb draft a little jamai jones a little austin hayes talk and then of course we learn all about zach with the random questions towards the end. Now, I'm excited about this episode because Zach is a beast when he breaks shit down pertaining to the draft. Basically breaking it down on anything he's talking about with baseball and sports. Always love chatting with him about baseball. And when he breaks shit down, when he's breaking it down pertaining to the draft, it's like music to my ears. It's like it's like when your DJ, your favorite DJ, just hits that beat and, and it just gets you pumped up and it's just going. And you're loving it. It's like, hey, Zach, what'd you think of Colton Cowser? Okay, I like it. What do you think about Jemai Jones? I mean, he hasn't been up yet. What, what's going on with that? Just breaking it down. Just breaking it down. So, yeah, had a good time chatting baseball, Orioles talk, MLB draft with Zach. Always fun hanging out with him. Chatting about the good old Orioles. How about demos? Now, before we bring Zach on, I just want to remind you, give you a heads up. I've told you before, if you haven't done it, please do it. Spotify, Green Room app. It's free. All right, folks. So there's that. So that's a good start. It's a free audio only social media platform for sports fans. So there's another thing that's good. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sport fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Here's all you need to do. Create a profile, link to Twitter, and join. That's it. There you go. All right. Let's bring Zach on. By the way, you can follow him on Twitter at OriolesFan68. Just like all of us on Twitter, we vent our frustration about the Orioles and watch the games and continue to vent our frustration while watching the game. So give him a follow. It's a good time. All right. Let's bring him on. Here we go. Zach, we're going to start with Colton Cowser. I want to know your knee-jerk reaction when you heard that name. I, you know, I I had Khalil Watson very high on my board. I, I loved what Watson brought to the table. I thought he was a five-tool talent. Um, That's and who I put my him, money on, yeah. Yeah, and to see him there at number five, I was positive that that was going to be the guy. I didn't <laughs> think the Orioles <laughs> could pass up uh, you know, a, such a sure five tool high school talent. Yeah. Um, but then again, if you look back to what Michael Elias has done, it's clearly he likes the college bats. Boy, he does he like the college so bats. Yeah. Loves I, the I can't say he, he 100% <laughs> does. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I wasn't surprised at all when Kowser's name is called, but yet I really was, was 
pooling for Khalil Watson to be that guy. And I, you know, I couldn't believe he was there. I was, I was shocked he made it out of the, out of the top four. The, the reason he dropped was because of curveballs. He, he's had, you know, he doesn't face a lot of them in, in the North Carolina area. Um, and they're just generally not that many good pitchers that he really faced down here. The competition is just pretty low. Um, so, you know, I, that's really why he dropped to number 16. It makes a lot of sense, but yeah. hey, the, the talent's there and the swing's amazing with, with Michael Elias's preference on college bats with, with very sure guys that are, you know, not going to bust. They're very safe, you know, more, more low ceiling, but high floor guys. Um, that's what Michael Elias likes. And I wasn't surprised at all when Kowser was the guy. Uh, but I, I think what Kowser brings to the table and, and why I'm still excited about the Kowser pick, I'm not, you know, I'm not as excited as, as I was when they drafted Adley Rutschman. Um, I'm yeah. not that right now, but Kowser brings a lot to the table. I think he's a guy who's going to move very quickly through the system. I think he could be here by even early, uh, early 2023, late 2022. I think he is an, you know, has a, a chance to be like Andrew Vaughn, who is up so quickly for the White Sox because he's just such a polished guy. Um, and he, he's going to hit for contact. He's going to be able to run. He's going to be a guy who can probably stick in center field if they, they need him there or move to a yeah. corner. Um, and the power, you know, once you figure out a few things in your swing and you get a little bit bigger, it's going to start to come up, you know, more and more. I think he could be a 25 home run guy a year. Um, he reminds me a lot of Nick Marcakis in a lot of ways. I, I don't think he's the arm of Marcakis, but, you know, just being that lefty swing, maybe a leadoff hitter, um, you know, I, yeah. I, I would, what I would call a five tool talent really is what okay. counter is, but the, the ceiling is just not as high as some of the prep guys that were there, like Lawler, yeah. Khalil Watson. So that's where I was a little bit disappointed, but Hey, I mean, they, they got a really good talent and a guy that's probably going to be a very good major league baseball player. I mean, the guy's got but great the, numbers. I always feel right, funny even does. going over his numbers. Because it's like, you know, like you said, it's such a big gap. Even if these were his numbers in AAA, it's like lately in the past few years, I found myself saying, all right, we'll wait till he gets up to the majors. So when we're talking about kids in high school and college, it's still, but look, 374, 496, 80 was a slash 76 for a 203, 16 home runs, 10 doubles, two, I mean, you could just go down the list. This guy's a, a fucking ball player. He's no a doubt stud. about yeah. it. He, he's a stud. Yeah, he is. Um, he, I mean, he, you would, you, some could argue he's the best contact hitter in the whole draft. Um, so could argue he's. The I heard best a couple guys say that out there. You know, guys with blue check marks on their Twitter page. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's you know, it's got to be uh, true if this is uh, unlike the- you and I. The the blue check mark is uh <laughs> is the the definite sign of verification when right. it comes to news. For right, sure. right. I know that's how we are these days, but. All right. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel that when I, I, yeah. I first heard that name and I think it was hilarious. I think it was last year. I don't know if you guys put this together or somebody else did who was watching your uh, live feed when they announced Heston Kirstead and your guy, the facial expressions on your face <laughs> and somebody yeah, had the yeah. uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm music in the background. Yeah, just, that was that was that was Matt. And that, that was did, Matt. Matt did that okay. whole thing. That, that was Matt just trying to that trying to get genius. some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did a great job. He and does a lot of good, uh, a lot of good Twitter. Because stuff that's but. what I thought when they called this kid again, I didn't, when they called Kowser, I wasn't like, Oh my God, I just know that that wasn't one of the names that we thought were going to get called. And then right. as soon as they did, <laughs> that was one of the, the things that I thought of, of that video with the curb your enthusiasm music. Cause I'm like, I just have that feeling. This is another pick where everyone's kind of tilting their head going, what? Well, yeah. let me, so basically the first draft pick cows are, he's a stud. You're okay with it. You're not basically saying, oh my God, this, what the hell are you doing Elias? But at the same time, no, no, you know, yeah, this kid should obviously do all right. Coming up in the uh, Orioles system. Uh, second pick uh, East Carolina, second baseman, Connor Norby. 
uh, number 41 over pick, led the nation with 102 hits. Uh, how'd you feel about him? Yeah, so I, I had Norby. Um, I do a top 50, um, you know, basically of my preferences, my guys ranked. I had Norby, I think, 45 or 46. So he was right around that that 41 number that, we, that the Orioles took him at. Yeah. Um, so I did like Norby a lot. I, I think the biggest issue with Norby for me, and I think why he fell so far down um, to be available for the Orioles at number 41, is that he's pretty average at everything besides hitting. Like hitting yeah. is pure hitting, contact hitting. That's his thing. He's definitely on the shorter side, which yeah. most second basemen are, so it's not yeah. shocking. Right. Right, but, right. uh, you know, he, he generally, the, the defense is pretty average. He's a guy who can, you know, he's going to play second base. I think he's going to stick there. I, I wouldn't see a problem with that. Second base is not a ridiculously difficult position to play. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think he's going to stick there, but the, the arms pretty average. The defense there is pretty average, but you, you look at when he's, you know, at the plate, the, the way he presents himself in the box with his stance, with his, uh, his approach, it's all just very refined. Um, sort of like Kowser. I, I think maybe even a better uh, hit tool than Colton Kowser does have. Like Connor Norby, he led the NCAA in hits this year. He batted 415. Yeah. Um, and, and East Carolina, you know, it's not the, the biggest school in the world, but it's still mm. a a very good program. Um, and it's impressive to lead the NCAA in hits. I think he had 102. So, you know, Norby yeah. to me is going to be one of those guys who, again, like Kowser, it's, it's a, a, you know, a high floor and a low ceiling. It's not a someone who's going to be, you know, named MVP or something in, in 2024, but he's mm-hmm. a guy that is going to be an everyday regular, maybe even a little bit better than that, who gets on base at a, you know, a 360, 370 clip. Listen to you, and he's breaking a very it down, player. breaking it down, loving it, loving it. All right, I want to skip over a couple guys and go uh, straight to the first pitcher that Elias drafted, Carlos Tavera, University of Texas, Arlington. One of the guys who uh, threw a no-hitter. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. He's got that on his resume already. Did you like that yeah. pick? How, how do you, do you, did you know much about this guy at all, or or what have you I, uh, heard I d- about I him? didn't. I didn't know a lot about yeah. Tavera. He was one right. of the first guys that came off the board, but I just didn't have a lot of background on yeah. him. Um, I, for the Orioles, I mean, he came off the board. Um, you know, with the fifth round pick, he was a senior sign, um, a guy who came out of a, you know, a, again, not the, not the biggest program, but, you know, certainly, um, a, a solid one at that. You weren't like texting I, everybody going, I got what he got him. Elias right, got him. Exactly. Yeah, he, no, he got no, Tavera, no. Right? I, Car- Carlos Tavera <laughs> to me. I mean, I, you know, I, I really didn't know a lot about the pick. I was, I was just kind of, yeah. All right. Well, like, let's, all right, let's cool. dig into this guy a little bit. His fastball looks really good. You know, just from what I've seen on video, his fastball looks like he can kind of locate that blow up by anyone whenever he wants. And then Dylan Hyde, another pitcher who threw a no hitter. He has that on his resume. A lot of people are talking about him as well. Dylan Hyde from Pitt Johnstown. Yeah. He see D- Dylan Hyde was actually behind Connor Norby. My favorite pick in this draft. Dylan Hyde. I mean, he was, he was arguably the best D two pitcher in the country. Um, I, I think that for Dylan Hyde, what you see in this pick is the Orioles doing more model-based scouting and more, uh, more, I'm trying to put this in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're doing things that other teams aren't essentially like w- with the models, with all the Sigma Dell analytics department, that's so far, you know, heads and shoulders above what everyone else does. I think this is one of the picks you see that. So you you're know, definitely uh, team Elias. <laughs> I, look, I, I would say I'm pretty team Elias. Okay. I, I do like Mike. I think Good. Mike is a very, very smart guy. I was just curious. That was one yeah. of my questions. I mean, obviously, we're giving Elias a lot of props tonight, which, he, you know, he should. He's definitely got the resume. But, of course, there's still those people that you see posting all over Twitter and then that you speak on a daily basis about the Orioles. A lot of people are stepping back going, I don't see any signs of him 
bringing a bright future. It just looks like he's tanking games so he gets a better draft pick. I would recommend for everyone who says that, I would recommend reading the book. Um, and I, I'm not even a big like book person. Like I don't read a lot of books, but mm-hmm. if you really should read the book Future Value by uh, by Kyla McDaniel, uh, who, who writes for ESPN, and then Eric Longenhagen writes for Fangraphs. Um, they break down. A lot, you know how how these draft picks essentially work. They break it down very well in that book. What's I think the book people called? Need to get a, it's called Future Value. Okay. Um, and, and they need, I, I think people need to read this book to get a little perspective on yeah. just exactly how a lot of these picks work and why teams do exactly what That's they great. do. I think yeah. people would understand a lot better um, why some of these picks are made. They, they, they do a really good job breaking it down. You know, a, a guy like rounds four and five, a guy like Carlos Tavera, the senior signs, they come off the board a lot mm-hmm. in rounds four, five, and six. So while it may not look great on the surface, that's, you know, what teams really like to do. Uh, and then, you know, there's a, there's a, that plentiful amount of rules that, um, you know, that teams have to abide by after round 10. And, you yeah, know, the, yeah. the first 125,000 that goes into mm-hmm. signing a guy after round 10 does not count. There's a bunch of whole, uh, yeah, bunch remember, of stuff you can yeah, learn. In that I remember book. sitting down one uh, a while ago and I, I started reading all yeah. the MLB drafting what's in it and, and, and how it gets all broken down in the rules. And I'm like, Holy shit. It's not just like, it's all right, unbelievable. Who's the best yeah, guy. It's, Let's, it's like, Whoa. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's mind numbing. I mean, uh, it like, really it, is. Same, it's really mind numbing. There's so many rules and I, I, I don't know how they keep track of them. Like, I don't know if Michael Elias is sitting there with like the rule book before in this draft, <laughs> um, you know, flipping through it being like, all all right, are we going to take this and that's guy why here? you like, hear can, Yeah. That's why when you find can we out pay him, like, can we, can we sign this guy? <laughs> right, like that's right. It's, it's such a confusing thing and there's so much that goes into it. Well, that's um, why these and, people, when they find out how much the, the, these people behind uh, closed doors who work for the Orioles, their salaries, yeah. it's like, I, I explained to them like what goes into it and why you really got to know what you're doing. And this <laughs> yeah, is 100%. why these guys and, and girls, whatever, you know, I feel like when I say guys, somebody emails me and girls, it's like, all right, it's just a <laughs> habit. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, that's why these people, I'm going to say people get paid large yeah. amounts of money because of what goes right. in it. All right. And Dylan, I mean, look, you can, yeah, you can do as much scouting as you possibly want on your own free time. And you'll never come close to the amount of, of, you know, the, the brain, the amount of information of, of what just one scout for the orders and what they do yeah. and, and yeah. just what they know. Um, I, that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to get into. I'm trying to become a scout. That's my goal. Really? Um, and this, it, it is, I didn't know and, that. and this, that's awesome. yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's why I'm, I'm pretty into the draft, into the prospects, all that. And I, I, it's actually, you know, so enjoyable watching the Orioles. When you look at scouting, I mean, in baseball, you're, you're trying to take a guy who's 18 years old or 17 years old and trying to project what he is at 22, 23. I mean, that's right. why these scouts have known these guys since they were what, like 14, 15 years right. old. They've been right. in that area forever. They know their parents. They've been to their house a million times. They've you know been to 4th <laughs> right. of July right. barbecues. Yeah. Like, this is what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. They know why they pick these guys. Well, let me ask you this, Zach. Uh, what would you grade the, the Elias's draft this year in 2021? Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, like when we look at this in five years, we're going to have a great idea of what this looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, I would probably go B minus. Okay. I think B minus is where I would say. Usually I when you grade a draft, I guess, I'm, I mean, you're really grading a draft with like their first couple picks. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, right. I don't think yeah. you can dra- yeah. grade them like, well, the reason you got a B minus is because his 17th pick of Ryan Long, you know, I would have went <laughs> right. with so-and-so. Exactly. I'm just, yeah, exactly. usually when you, yes. yeah. So you give it about a B minus. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think generally I would have liked to seen a little more high upside guys taking this draft. I think they took a lot of safety. They took a lot of, of really sure players in college, and I don't think they went for a lot of high ceiling, high upside high school guys. Um, they only drafted one. 
um, who's a who's a catcher in the eighth round, Creed Willems, who you know it, it, he signed, I, th- I believe, for over slot money. He signed for a pretty good amount. He was committed to TCU, um, and he's a big boy. It looks like he's going to hit for some power. But I I would have liked to see more of that, like more high upside in the yeah. later rounds. Um, and you know, of course, I, I, like I said before, I would have liked to see Khalil Watson at, at number five, uh, or Jordan Lawler too, but I, I think that, you know, overall they did a good job. And again, the, really after round four, after round five, it's so hard to tell why the Orioles took these guys and what the reason, you know, yeah. for them was yeah. and, and, yeah. and how they fit it in their budget and all that stuff. I mean, it's just such a, such a crazy amount That's of information tough. now. Something I did want to bring up real quick before we move forward. Jemai Jones has been a conversation that's been coming up a lot lately. You got fans screaming, wondering why the hell he's not coming up. You got a small percentage of fans saying, you know, no big rush. He will be up sooner or later. Um, I'm one of the fans who I'm not screaming and shouting for him, but I am kind of curious on why he's not up with the Orioles right now. I, I'm not. I'm really not. I, you're, I think you're not, you're not people, shouting for him. No, I, oh. I think the people I've seen on Twitter and everything are trying to make this guy out to be the next baby. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I get, I get wanting an upgrade. I get it. Pat Faleka is terrible. If you compare what Jemai Jones could bring to this team. Yes. He's going to be a better hitter than any of the guys I just mentioned. Yes. He's probably going to play, you know, subpar defense, but yeah. he's still going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he's not here. I, I think the Orioles are really trying to sell this. Oh, he needs to work on a defense thing, but I, I well, maybe know. I it, shouldn't it, have asked. It, it's, it can't not, be that yeah, it's not about, are, are you one of the guys who are screaming for him to come up? I get, it. I'm not one of the guys either. I mean, I'd like to see him come up, but why isn't he up here? Like that's the bigger I, question. I, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I really don't know. I, I don't want to make him out to be Babe Ruth. No. I don't want to make him out to right. be any guy who I don't think he's even a, even a, you know, starter in the major leagues. Yeah. I don't think he's that guy. I, yeah. I think he'll be, he'll be quickly replaced by a Taron Favre and then eventually Connor Norby yeah. um, when it comes time. But for right now, I don't really real. I, I don't really know the reason why he's not the starting second baseman on this team. Right. You, 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 Michael Elias cannot come up to me and can like literally <laughs> he is, he cannot tell me that Pat Vileka is, is worth starting over Jemai Jones at this point, but I'm not screaming it because I know that, you know, that Jemai Jones is really not that great of a player in the long term and not that great of a I player. I mean, Pat Lake so. is like another player. I'm like, the guy's got to have a photo of Michael Elias wearing a ball gag with Sig Dell whipping well, him in the ass. 100%, with, you know what I mean? With like 100%. nipple clamps on him or something. Cause it's like <laughs> how this guy continues to go out day after day. Yeah. And he's such a, it seems like just like a kind dude. You know, I, I mean, it, it's hard to. I mean, it's easy to root against them. I shouldn't say it's hard to yeah. root against them, but at the same time, it's like, hey, oh, Pat, come on, Pat the Bat. He seems like a good dude. Hey, folks, I promise we're going to get right back to the call with Zach. Just take about 15, 20 seconds. Just want to remind you again, Spotify, Green Room app. It is a free audio-only social media platform for sport fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games, talk with other sport fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join. Easy as that. Now, before we get to the uh, next segment here, uh, random questions, I just want to kind of wrap it up a little bit with some happy talk. You know what I mean? So we got Spencer Watkins. Let's do it. He's been yeah. fun to watch lately. All right. You know, he's the only what I read, the only Orioles start of the season with three consecutive outings of one earned run or fewer uh, first three major league starts. And and his story he was ready to walk away. Uh, and then I think it was his wife yeah. or his girlfriend or someone said, no, don't do it because I don't want to be married to someone who's poor. No, I shouldn't say that. But, you know, and then he decided <laughs> he said, all right, I'm going to keep doing it. Now look at him. 
you know, I don't know if he's going to be, I don't know. Look, three good starts. He looks good, but whatever. Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole, Nate. Let's focus on happy. And then you got, and then you got Austin Hayes. Come on. He's still your favorite player, right? He's my guy. I, I yeah. love Austin Hayes. I, I, I still love Austin Hayes. I, I think I, I will say this. I was just telling this someone, uh, to someone yesterday, um, that I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm decently confident we've seen Hayes' offensive ceiling. I think what he's doing right now, and he's basically hitting about MLB average. His OPS plus is about uh, 100, somewhere around there. I, I think this is what Austin Hayes is as a major league player. I think this is what he is. Um, well, I think and, what, and it's what's fine. he batting now? He's at 269. Let's see, 269. 345, 500. Those are pretty good numbers. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, yeah. he he certainly is, you know, he's hitting at a basically average to a little bit above average level, and he's playing good defense. Um, he's being a, a productive player on this Orioles team, but I'm not sure. You, you look at the, the wealth of outfield prospects the Orioles have coming up. You look at Robert Newstrom, who was just promoted to the AAA. Um, I think he's going to be a big part of the 2022 Orioles. Um, and then you obviously have Colton Cowser could be here as soon as early, uh, 2023 yeah. or late yeah. 2022. So I don't know if Hayes is a starting player over those guys. I don't know if he provides enough offensive upside that you would, you would have him be on your next competitive team as the starting left fielder, right fielder, whatever. Yeah. But I think for right now, he's a perfect player in this rebuild and he's a lot of fun. Like Austin Hayes is easily to me, the most fun player of this team. Oh yeah. I think he, uh, what was it last year? The year before he made that huge catch and he, Oh yeah. That was, that was off Guerrero in 19. Yeah. And he he just starts pumping his chest and he's like, let's go. I think everybody was like, they ran out the door and got an Austin Hayes Jersey. They're like, I I love love it. I I own two of them. I own two of them. <laughs> Good for you, man. Good for you. I own two Austin Hayes jerseys. I'm proud to say it. Um, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a stud, but he is. And I, in all seriousness, I think that he could be trade bait. Number one. I, I think it's possible. We could see yeah. him tra- be traded over the next, um, over the next year. Uh, you look at next trade deadline in 2022. I think it's yeah. possible. Um, it, I, because I just don't know what he is as an offensive player, if he's not this, I, I don't ever see the guy hitting 280 with, with 30 home runs a year. I just yeah. don't envision that for him right now. Um, and, and of course the health questions are still there. I, I don't, to yeah, me, that's, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have any confidence in him being a healthy guy. I just, he, he looks like every time it's, it's something else. Like it's, it's something else with his body and that he's not, he's a fragile guy. So yeah, I, well, I don't make all there. I like it. You know, he's your guy, but Hey, could be good trade bait. Get the Orioles something for uh 2032. Right. I mean, I want to be realistic about what he is. Like, I I love him. I love the guy, but I want to be also realistic about what he is and how he fits into this rebuild. And I I love I I see how he fits in now. I'm not sure how I I see how he fits in in a year. That's just where I'm at with him. All right. I love it. Breaking it down. Breaking it down. Now, we've learned a lot about the Orioles and what's going on with them. Now, we want to learn a little bit about you, Zach. All right. Here we go, Zach. Some of these questions have to do with sports. Uh, Some of them don't. Um, you can always say Let's pass if you don't know or whatever. All right. First question has to do with sports. You going robo umps or do you want to keep the human element of the game? Oh, this is, this is a really tough question for me. <laughs> um, I, I go back and forth. Really? I do. I, I think I'm more of a human element guy. I Oof. like the, I, I like keeping the, the way the game is played. I, I like having that, you know, this mm. game was played this way in, in 1864 and it's being played this way now. I, I okay. like that aspect to it. You know, I, I, I just saw this today that that triple a is actually using bigger bases all of a sudden. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but they <laughs> expanded haven't. the size of the base. Wait a minute. Bigger home plate bigger, or bigger bases all around the field. 
bigger bases all around the field. So not home plate. I don't believe home plate. Oh, I'd have to, I'd have to check on that. But like a bigger first base, like it's massive now. Like they, they almost like, I would say probably by like 25, 30%, they, they up the size of it's, it's so What's the stupid. point of that? I, I, I literally have no clue. Maybe more infield. Singles, so I'm with maybe. you on that. Like stop changing dumb shit, but exactly. Exactly. The, the robo. I, 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 I'm well, sorry. Look, it's, they just seem like it's just getting worse and worse. Like, look, it's a hard it job. Is. I get it. And people respond with, well, it, it's a hard job. Give them some slack. If there's a better way, I don't know, man. I get it with the human element, but I, I mm. strikes and balls the, are like the most important call of baseball. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you remember this one, but Masahiro Tanaka um, in, I, <laughs> yeah. I want to say 2020, it was, he threw a ball that couldn't have been more middle, middle It was a fastball right down the middle. And Angel Hernandez just stands back there and <laughs> calls it a ball. Gary Sanchez is looking around like, uh, I, he, he, oh, you know what? I do remember that because on. I even think I tweeted out something like as much as I hate the Yankees and they make me sick. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, I, I think this makes me more sick watching an umpire take away a straight. Yeah, I do. I remember I, that. Gary yeah. Sanchez was, was dumbfounded. I, <laughs> I don't think he'd ever seen such a terrible call. I don't think anybody's ever seen such a terrible call. And you look at that and you go, well, yeah, robo umps have got to get a move, right? Like you, you but you, you like the at, human element, huh? I do like the, I, I like the way the game has been played. I don't like changing a lot of stuff. You okay. tell me, Oh, I want to raise the mound. I'm going, why tell me, give me one good reason why you want to raise the mound. No, like it just yeah. doesn't, I'm not raise into all it. that they, stuff. It used I, to be, they lowered it. I mean, what was that? that was a long time ago. Now they're going to raise it again. Like, come so, on. It makes no sense. I, I, I'm a very, I'm a traditionalist in that right. way, but when it comes to a lot of other parts of the game, I'm not a traditional, so as much as the umpires at all. drive you nuts. You're just, you know, yeah, you're, you're hooting and hollering, throwing shit at the TV, but at the end of the day, it's just part of right. the game. It's just part of the game. I think people will find that when you get the robo, there's going to be a lack of consistency with them too. I, I would think like, I, I would think there's going to be some oh, issues, yeah. especially they're going to have to work I, out yeah. and people will get pissed off. I guarantee it. the shit show <laughs> that will come across it. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So interesting. All right. I, I thought for sure you'd be robo. All right. How do you feel about the shift? Yeah. So I, I hate the shift. Okay. I hate the shift. There you go. I think the shift is one of the worst things that has ever come to this game. Um, and I think that, <laughs> I think there's, there's merit to it in some ways. And I think there can be, legal parts of it that they, that they could keep without banning the whole thing as a whole. Um, but, you know, lining up on the, on the throwing three infielders on the right side of your infield and basically making a lefty either hit it out or hit it into the corner or hit it in between, you know, the second baseman and the, the right fielder. It's such a hard thing to do as a lefty. And I think it has a lot to do with the demise of Chris Davis. I think it has a, a lot to do with it. It bothers me when I see, you know, a guy crushed the ball, an Oriole lefty or whatever, crushed the ball right <laughs> into the shift. And I'm going, you know, six years ago, that would have been a hit, right? Like you, six gets, years ago, yeah, that that's a hit. The right now, fielder I'm, throws them. Yeah, not the right fielder, but you know what I mean? Out in right field, they right, throw them out in at the first. Right, they, right. They're basically in short right field. Yeah. And they have a, you know, they'll put whoever is the best cannon out there and be able to, uh, be able to gun them down from there. <laughs> but I'm someone who loves analytics. I'm very into that side of the game. And, and you look at analytics and how it, uh, works with the shift and all that. Like it's a, there's a big correlation there. It's yep. a, they, you know, analytics tell you to shift on this guy because of this and this guy because of this. And it's a whole thing, but that's nice. the one part of analytics. That I'm not, all I'm right. not in support of. I'm finding out that you are just a straight to the point. Keep baseball the way it is. That's it. I like it. All right, yeah. cool. All right. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, for some things, I, I think for stats, I'm different. Um, like I, I can't take when, when someone gives me the RBIs argument. Um, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 
stuff like that, you know, batting average RBIs, not really a big no, that, factor. Yeah, I, there's a lot I of like, arguments about that part of the game. And I, and I'm, I agree with you yes. on that stuff, but yeah, the, the, the big ones like the shift and robo, uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's over the years. I've starting to find out it, it it's actually like 50, 50 lately of what I'm seeing, but yeah, you know, 10 sure. years ago, you would have asked this question. It would have been like 90, 10, but of people being yeah. not for robo ums. All right. Uh, do any of these bother you? during baseball games? And if so, which one bothers you the most? The wave? Seeing an adult wearing a baseball glove during the entire game? Or fans wearing a team's jersey that's not even playing that day? Oh, man. Two of those bother <laughs> me a lot. Two of those bother me a lot. Right. The, the middle one, the, the one about the, the, the fan wearing the ball glove, <laughs> I can see it because if you're trying to protect yourself, sure, I think that could be a possible, or trying to protect a family member or whatever. Sure. I can see that. I think yeah. there's some... You know, it, it looks weird. It, it's kind of, it's kind of goofy, but like it, it, there, I can see it. I, I, there's, it makes sense to me. The first one you talked about, um, you know, it, it, actually I'm going to go to the third one first with, okay. with wearing a, another team's Jersey. Okay. Why? Like <laughs> you were, I, I was just in the nationals game the other day, actually in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nationals versus pirates game. And it, it, there's a whole family decked out in Mets jerseys. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing that more and more. Like I was sitting it's in the so I went, yeah, I went to an Oriole game like a, a few years ago. I think it was like 2017 or something. And we were in the whole row in front of us. It was like all Oakland A jerseys. And we're like, what the fuck? And it, it, it's insane. Yeah, it bothered the hell out of me. It, it's very annoying. And then the wave, if we go to that, um, it's just again why like what people are just so bored clearly they need to give something that like invigorates their mind a little bit so they (laughs) they start doing this you know thing with their hands and it's they try to get the whole section to do it i just kind of look around the disgust every time i see it happen to be honest with you Um, so basically i'm trying to sit there and enjoy the game there's people going woo, you know next to me it's just it's it's a little bit annoying i'm not gonna lie so basically all three of them all three of them annoy i like it okay i thought it was only two In, in some respects yeah yeah that's cool all right i like it that that's good. We're uh, moving right along here. If you could know the absolute truth to one all question right. in life about anything at all, what question would you ask? Oh, I, I know it immediately. Are the Orioles ever going to win a world series <laughs> in my lifetime? Okay. Uh, that would be the question. So I would it, ask, would be like, it would be a, uh, so you're, you're going towards like the psychic question. Like you ask if you could know something in the future that I like. Okay. That's oh, a good is that, to, okay. I, maybe I didn't understand the question hundred percent. No, that, that, I, that's perfect. I almost want that would be my answer. I want to keep often wondered, like, I, I don't know if I'll ever see a Orioles world series championship. That, I hope I do. Right. I've seen, you know, I've, I've been around for two Ravens championships. I don't know if the Orioles will ever win one. I just don't know. No, that, that is great because that, that would be on my list. That's always my number one. Uh, yeah. more the question of like something that's happening now, like, uh, uh, uh I don't know what do women really want or, uh, uh, is there really aliens out there? <laughs> anything silly like that, but I, I'm going to stick with that one. Are the Orioles ever going to win a world series? Let's just stick with that. I, I would love to know and if what, someone has the answer. Oh to my me, God. Let me know. I don't know let if I want to know. Cause then it'll just make me even more depressed. All right. Yeah. What? I mean, if they tell me like 2075 it just <laughs> whatever, just like, fine, let, me, well, let me ask I, you this. Let me, ask, if somebody did, if, if you did speak to a psychic and, and they really yeah. could see the future and they said, I'm sorry, but they're not going to win a world series until like, 2095 would you give up would you just say all right i'm done with baseball i'm not even going to watch it oh that, you know that's actually interesting because if you know they're going to lose for the next 75 years then there may be no there may be right. no point would, in watching no, baseball right. ever you would again, never right? get your hopes up again but yeah i guess I, so i don't know if i want to ask <laughs> it's almost I like the know. question I mean, of I, when am i, I gonna die 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I think it basically takes away all of the interest you would have. Like yeah. you, you see Adley Rushman coming up to the farm system. They're like, well, he's never going to win a ring. So who cares? Like, <laughs> you know, he's not, he's right. not going to be, a, he's not going to be hoisting the trophy down Utah straight. So oh, why do I care? Like, yeah. right. Like, I, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would care anymore. It, it kind of loses your, your interest. Interesting point, yeah. I mean, everyone's so invested in this rebuild because we have a strong feeling that this might work and this might actually produce a, a world series. And team then we for the find first out that it, 1983. <laughs> We find out that it won't work and we're just like, well, oh I, I thought God. about that, that a lot too. Yeah. I thought maybe that would be the more short-term question. Will the Orioles will the rebuild? rebuild work? Yeah. I don't want to know what. Yeah. That's a good question. Let's go with that one. Will the rebuild work? I just want to know yes or no. If, if yes means we'll make the playoffs year after year, we'll just stick with that. All right. There we go. Let's stick with that question. There we go. Will the rebuild work? Uh, what makes you say, what the hell was I thinking when you look back on your life? Oh, I don't know, honestly. Um, I, I play, you know, I played lacrosse a lot going up, growing up. Okay, that was my um, other sport I think, too. I think I probably should have focused. I've just gotten into golf recently. I've just gotten into golf. Oh, I played a lot golf. of baseball too, but I think I should I, I should have started golfing a lot earlier. Okay, I, I should have started right. golfing. Well, you could have probably done both. Yeah, I mean, you think lacrosse got in the yeah. way a little bit of of wanting no, to play I, golf? No, I guess I just focused too much on it. Like I okay. focused, I was terrible, and I focused on being good. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I was, I was terrible. And I, I probably focused too much on being good instead of, I, I should have learned golf a lot earlier. I think I bet, it's a lot you were easier a, to um, learn at a young age. You were a mid were you attackman or midfield. Which one? I, I was both actually. I, they, okay. they would kind of put me, they would kind of put me in either. Um, I was a little bit of a, a worse shooter. I was, so I was, <laughs> I was kind of a better passer. So they'd probably put me midfield more often, but yeah, I did the, um, uh, I did the whole lacrosse all through up high school. I was defense yeah. long pole, but because I was so fast at running, they would put me on the long pole midi. And I hated oh, yeah, that. Those are the best. That's I, the best position. I don't know. I, I, I fucking hated it. Cause it's like, you know, I really, yeah, I did. It bothered me. Cause I got to run and get the ball and then go down, run pass. If I missed it, I have to run all the way back. Uh, just me bitching. That's basically what I was doing. Um, all right. <laughs> no, I, that's interesting. I, I think, right. I think I should, I think I should have started playing a lot earlier. It, right. It's a lot of fun. So that's yeah, the, big time. the hell you're thinking. Cause I play golf all the time. Love it. I mean, it's just therapeutic. Love it. Yeah. It's good Love stuff. It. All right. If your friends and family heard you were arrested with no explanation, what would they assume you had done? Oh, it, it would have to be something sports related, right? <laughs> I mean, it would have to be, you know, like if, if I was, uh, you know, mm. you ran on the field at Camden Yards or something like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe like uh, you know, if the Orioles win the World Series, I'm jumping over the fence and I'm running <laughs> on the field. And I'm hugging Adley Rushman, right? Like that's that's probably what would happen. I don't think there's many. I would go to I jail for that. I would probably go to jail. Uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, you, you would go. I mean, hey, it's I'm if, being locked if, away uh, for two months. My wife's mad at me, but I'm like, no, 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 honey, hear me out. I hugged Adley. It's okay. You know? I, 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 he's still on my shirt, right? Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a legitimate right. thing. We, right. we might have to do it. I like I it. Know. So it would be, so if you were right, right, there you go. If the rest of their probably the like, thing, right. I mean, it, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I would probably be driving too fast. That would be number two. Oh, okay. if, if we have to go with a non-sports answer, I, I've, I'm answering too many, too many sports questions here, but, You've got... um, I mean, my, my answer is, <laughs> well, that's obvious. Focus, Most people I have 99% of people I have on all these questions are, yeah, it's always sports related answers. Trust me. I'm known as a little bit of a, uh, a faster driver. So we'll go with that. You got a heavy foot, huh, buddy? A little bit. All right. Uh, what conspiracy theory out there do you believe the most? Oh, Nate McLeod at the foul pole. So what the <laughs> podcast is named after, yeah, right? Like, I didn't even put two and two together. Dumb me. That's yeah, a great, right? that's a, that's a I, I think that's a perfect question to ask me. Um, he absolutely I, hit the well, foul pole. Well, outside of that, if I, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into anything like 
too political or anything. So I'll stick to sports for this question. But <laughs> I think, you know, the, the lights going out in the Super Bowl to try to help the 49ers win in 2012, um, <laughs> you know, and then the Ravens Super Bowl, that's, that's one an I interesting 100% one. believe. No one said that one on here before. I, I believe 100% those lights went out on yeah. purpose somehow. Absolutely. There is, there is a lot of reason to think that. Yeah, uh, for sure. But hey, if you want to get political, it's perfectly fine. Don't think just because it's a sports podcast. So I, I don't know. Real quick, because we got two more here. Are you sure? Is there something political you wanted to get to real quick? Not off the top of my head. Okay. No. Oh, that's I, fine. I think, the, yeah. I think the lights going out is the one I was there looking for. I was All trying right. to remember what I was. I, it, I, I wholeheartedly believe it. <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe that happened. I agree. Like, yeah, they, they were trying to sway the momentum. The Ravens <laughs> barely ended up winning that game. I 100% believe. I, I remember sitting there when that happened. I was thinking yeah. like, this can't be real. Like this uh, cannot yeah. be the Ravens go into halftime with a massive lead. Yeah. They're they're You know, they're basically have all the momentum. And they come out and just basically lose it. And, and I'm wondering you know, I, if we'd still think it was a conspiracy if the Ravens would have still won by like 50. Like, I'm wondering, like, I would still probably no. feel the same way, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I probably wouldn't feel like that because yeah. I felt like the momentum just swung so much Yeah. that yeah. I just remember sitting there thinking, this is, this is going to be really bad. And I'm sure the Ravens players sitting in the locker room waiting for the lights to come back on were <laughs> thinking, this is not good. No. Like, you have to assume they were thinking, right. oh, no. Like, this is this, this is, is the, yeah. the beginning of the fall down and, and the Super I mean, Bowl work. Yeah. You even ask those players, you hear those players talk about it every now and then on, on some silly interview or podcast. And when yeah. they do bring it up, yeah. they absolutely say, oh yeah, that was a, uh, that was, that was on purpose for sure. All right. You're on death row. Last day of your life. What's your meal? Ooh, um, you know, I, I'd probably have like a, like a Gordon Ramsay steak dinner. Ooh, that's all. I'd probably go with like a Gordon Ramsay steak dinner. Like yeah. the, the steak that Gordon Ramsay makes is incredible. I, I would go with never had with one. But I've known people that have, and they basically said he ruined it for him now, because really, because they, they, they can't have anything. They can't that have anything better. Yeah, it anywhere right, else. Yeah, right. they're like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> they can like, see it. He fucked no, it up. No, it, it, it stuff is incredible. I'm a I'm a, I'm a big uh, big steak guy. So yeah. I that would be that would be the, the he last. He actually meal came to. I don't even uh, know if you live near by here. I, I grew up about a minute outside of Ellicott City. Okay. Um, uh, did you ever see that Gordon Ramsay came to Ellicott City? And helped out uh, all those yeah, restaurants. Yeah, he, he he helped out with the restaurant, right? Yeah, he was yeah. w- w- after the floods. He yeah. helped out re- restore the. Yeah, I, yeah. I did see that episode. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I like a lot of his TV shows are pretty solid. Oh, so they're great. Watched a lot of them. Absolutely. I watched that one for sure. I just, I mean, it, it cracks me up when he just starts yelling at people. I, I the man it. is yeah. extremely entertaining. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. I I, I want to see him debate Donald Trump. <laughs> like I I would. There would be nothing more entertaining than that. Think, um, yeah, that would go it would be over. Really. Yeah, Donald would probably just throw in the flat. Be like, all right, I'm done. I can't handle this. <laughs> I don't know if anyone could beat Gordon. Right. He's, he's all right. <laughs> interesting guy. Here we go. Wrapping it up. Yes or no on whether mm-hmm. these people are athletes. All right, here we go. Horse jockeys. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're moving, right? Like it's a, it's okay. a, it's, it's a, it's a physical sport. They're not okay. sitting in a chair doing nothing. Yeah. Like they're, they're trying to hold on to the horse. I mean, I, you gotta I be in shape. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be in shape. All right. Bob sledding team, Bob sledding team. Uh, yes. I mean, there's still a lot of skill involved with that. Like hmm. there is a lot of, again, it's like a physical thing. Like you were actually legitimately <laughs> trying to, to, Make this bobsled like go the way you want it to. All right. So yeah, I, there we I would go. say so. So far, two for two. All right, curling in a, uh, I guess Olympics, right? That's when we mainly see curling. I mean, hey, it's just about as much of a sport as golf is. Like there we it's go. the same kind of concept. Like you're trying to get okay. The, uh, what I don't even know what they call the curling. The, the, the big giant circles. Don't ask me. I don't, know. don't ask me. I have no. Don't, I, 
I don't know. But I, I mean, just I just know that I don't feel they're athletes, but it feels like you're getting at you do feel like they're athletes. As long as they're look, I, I think as far as if you're asking me if someone's an athlete, like if they're moving, if they're doing something <laughs> physical, which in curling it is, okay. I, I would consider you an athlete. If you're okay. doing something right. now, if you're like, you know, power walking, I'm not sure I'm gonna call you an athlete. Like <laughs> I right. but, Well then it'll be interesting uh, you know, to hear what you say on these last three. Uh bowlers, okay. a professional bowler. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as much as curling is, I guess. If I have to say curling is one, then uh, bowling has to be two. All right. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would say a bowling. Okay, is. pro golfer. I think you're going to say yes. Yes, yeah. 100%. That, I, 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 like I said, I, I've, I've been trying to learn and, and trying to get better, and I think I've realized how impossible it is. I picked up a lot of sports very quickly <laughs> in my life. Like I, I played a lot of baseball, yeah. like I said before, lacrosse. I've done a lot of things that it's never taken me so long to try to figure out just very – simple mechanical things. Yeah, I think so 100%. It, yeah. I think it was Phil 100%. Nicholson. I think Phil who's uh, probably quoting this the wrong guy but said the reason why he loves golf is, is it's the one sport you just can't master. It just no matter yeah, how you good can. you are. You um and this last one uh, a lot of debate NASCAR okay. drivers. No, no, no nice. way. Nice. Thank you. No way. Thank That's, you. No, no, you're not doing anything. <laughs> you're sitting in a car yeah. and you're turning a wheel. Like there you, you go left. Like yeah. how many times do you have to try to learn and go left? I, I mean, want to say like it's a pretty simple thing. And I do want to say, I apologize if you get hate thrown towards your way for agreeing with me because Can't of, wait for it. Can't we, wait. I'm telling it. you how much hate, because I feel that way. <laughs> and last thing here, any shows or movies you've seen lately that you'd suggest to watch? I haven't seen a lot, honestly. Um, I've been, you know, basically in the summer, I just kind of watch a lot of sports because there's so little yeah. on TV. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite movie. If that all right, there you go. Yeah, that would help. Um, Interstellar is the best movie of all time. Ooh, I haven't gonna, seen it. Just gonna all put right. that out there. Okay, it's well, the, it's on the my best list. movie of all time. But oh, I, recently, I mean, I mm, hasn't been a lot really recently that I've actually no, watched. No, that was but, good. Uh, you just helped it out. Interstellar. I'm going to watch it now. Uh, you said best movie. That's your favorite movie. That best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I, it's like a solid 10 out of 10. Wow. I'll tell you that one of the worst movies I ever watched. I just watched it like three weeks ago. Uh, the Terminal with Tom Hanks. You seen that one? Yes. <laughs> what a yes. terrible movie. Like, what an what absolute a, dumpster fire dick show. <laughs> yeah. That was I think that's awful. the last movie I watched. And I haven't watched a movie since. But there's probably a good reason for that. So The Terminal. <laughs> I know. I remember finishing watching that. I'm like, I'd like to meet the dick bag that wrote this movie and and put the money into this movie. Like, how did you get away with it? Yeah, no, I, well, I, I, I kind of sat there. I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, what did I? Why did I just spend two and a half hours? I have yeah, I haven't seen that in, in an airport terminal. But yeah, I, I remember watching that, being like, this is terrible. Thank you again, Zach, and I, keep uh, doing your thing, man. I mean, you're tearing it up. You, 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 I very much yeah. appreciate it. Thank you so much again for having me on. I absolutely. had a great time. Well, Zach, we'll definitely yeah. absolutely keep in touch after this, obviously, throughout the season. And hopefully we can celebrate together when Adley Rushman's holding up that trophy and, uh, you know, we're standing out there celebrating. Well, listen, you take care of yourself. Again, apologize to your family for taking you away on vacation. No, but I, um, you, uh, you take care of yourself, okay, Zach? Enjoy the rest of your vacation, and we'll be in touch. 